friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Um, we hope you guys had a great January, um, the first month of the year. How are your resolutions going? <laughs> hope they're going well for you guys. Um, I think mine have been going well so far. I'm doing something different this year. Instead of doing one big resolution, I've cut them down into like different things and am chopping them up through the whole 12 months, which will be different. So what about you? You good? Yeah. All's well? Yeah. Guess what? What? We have a friend today. <gasps> Who is it? And it's a new friend. Yeah? It's Danielle. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Guys, this is our friend Danielle. Um, we have known her for many, many Many years, yeah. actually, which is crazy. Long time. Um, I grew up literally looking up to her simply because she's only a few years older, but she used to date this guy that I thought was so hot. <laughs> um, but I was like a little <laughs> dorky tweeb. So um, so it's funny how like friendships develop and then you grow up and realize, oh, they're another person and then you become friends. So that's a really short story. But Danielle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm excited to be here. Um, my name's Danielle, and um, I just celebrated my third anniversary on Woo-hoo! February 2nd, so I'm excited about that. That's awesome. So, I think am I your first friend that's married? Yes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And then I have a little guy who's almost a year old. Oh, he's who's so the cutest. He's so cute. I'm obsessed. I love him so much. I He'll go to bed and I'll just look at photos Aww. or videos of him. So that's just what happens when you become a parent. And then I live in the Midwest mm-hmm. and I'm an executive assistant. And then I also do wedding coordinating on the side. Nice. You just had one last night. And we yes. are doing this very early in the morning. Very early. <laughs> to get our morning voices. I feel like all of our voices are really deep right now. <laughs> this is very unusual. So sorry, everybody. But okay, so Danielle is going to um, chime in, obviously, throughout the episode. You guys know how it goes. So we're excited to have you. Yes. Yay. All right. So this week we watched episode 14, known as the one with the candy hearts. Uh, Ross's first date in nine years is on Valentine's Day with a beautiful neighbor. Carol and Susan, also out on a romantic date, end up at the same restaurant where Ross ends up kissing Carol. Meanwhile, Joey sets Chandler up on a blind date with Janice, and they end up sleeping together. Chandler ends up breaking up with Janice on Valentine's Day, and the girls end up spending the holiday burning mementos of their past boyfriends, which end up causing a huge fire. Okay, so as you guys know, we usually break break these down into kind of larger plot points. So the first one we're going to talk about is kind of the first subsection of Friends, which is Ross and his date, along with what ends up being Carol and Susan. Um, okay, <laughs> only Ross. Only Ross. Only Ross. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that is kind of our mantra for season one is like yeah. only only Ross would end up having this as a thing. Um so yeah, let's kind of just talk about that. I realized that I actually didn't write any notes about this, so I'm going to have kind of you, Llewellyn, and Danielle take this point away. <laughs> okay, so first off, Ross in general is just so annoying. <laughs> you both but... hate Ross so much. <laughs> is it that evident? It's so evident. I'm like, dude, 
leave a like for us? <laughs> it's more of like, oh, poor Ross again. It's just every situation you're just like, oh, that's so awkward. Well, it is. And he just like, I think it's because he dramatizes everything so much. Yeah. Even when he waved hello in this episode, he's like, hello. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> He could have just like nodded his head and like kept going, but right. he just is like hello, like across the room, like hello. <laughs> yes, that yeah, that was a really awkward wave. Like, did he even need to acknowledge it that much? I don't. I, I don't, probably like maybe just like a nod and like, hey, yeah, I don't know. But this is his first date in nine years, yeah, so I guess it does get kind of weird. Yeah. And your ex ends up walking in, like... Yeah. I feel for you, Ross. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> so... <laughs> but would you, in his case, would you stay or would you leave? Like, you're at Hibachi, so you're all together, and you, like, this lady's, like, carrying your child. Would you be like, I just need a break? Mm. See you later? Or... I don't know if I would have stayed. I guess you could move Hibachi tables. Yeah, or something. But is that even more awkward, I guess? I don't know. Because yeah, you're drawing attention yeah, to like, the fact I'm that you're moving. moving. So sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be like a communicated, like, hey, I want you guys to enjoy your, you know, thing together. You guys want to hear an awkward story about. I have like two awkward stories about two different guys I've dated. Yes. First one is I. This is a few years ago. Um, I went to Chicago for Valentine's Day. It was like our tradition. And oddly enough, I'm also divorced. So I can feel Ross right here. Let's just get real. <laughs> so yeah. I would probably leave yeah, okay. with my ex-husband. But my high school boyfriend that you're talking yes. about, <laughs> his pregnant wife, were in downtown Chicago oh, with no. my ex-husband at the time. And they're staying at the same hotel as us. No. Now, oh mind you, this guy dated in high school. We didn't date, like, for a year and break up. We dated for seven years. Oh, my god! With his pregnant wife and that awkward, hi, how are you? How are you? This is during Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. Like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're here for Valentine's Day. Like, us too. Where are you guys staying? And, like... Same hotel. Oh, no. That is so, so awkward. So awkward. I'm so sorry. So awkward. It's like, good to see you. are having a baby. It's like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so. Wow, that is awkward. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so eventually during this dinner, Kristen, who's the girl he's out with, leaves. And like, because he invites his... And she doesn't even, like, say anything. Ex-wife over. Yeah. Like, can she's by herself. She's all alone. It's like, oh, darn, she's all alone. Let's enjoy dinner. But I think she probably knew at this point, like, the date was over as soon as yeah they walked in. So do you blame her for leaving? I don't blame her for leaving. No. Honestly, no. You know, I was actually very curious, like, why Susan left so abruptly. And like she had like a work thing, it was, seemed like she had a work. Yeah, it just seemed like very. It almost like the way Carol like expressed her frustration, it almost seemed like that happens more than once. Yeah, that's true. Which, it does seem like that. I did kind of feel for Carol. I was like, "You're trying to have a nice date with your Valentine's Day, other, yeah. and 
she just up and leaves. Like, that would be kind of frustrating. Yeah, definitely. So, like, the fact that Ross invited her over, like, sweet gesture, but maybe not on your first date. <laughs> this yeah. <laughs> but I get it, too. Like, on Valentine's Day, she's carrying your baby. You have a very, like, intermingled relationship Yeah. that you can't walk away from. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be like that. It's like, maybe in that moment, Ross is like, maybe I shouldn't be dating yet. I don't know. Or he just slowly slipped back into comfort. Because he said he hadn't dated for nine years. First date. Okay, but first date on Valentine's Day? Like, who does that? Who does that? Watch me do that, like, (laughs) in like five days. (laughs) (laughs) Get that date. Get it. Anyways. Um, Okay, so any other talking points about Ross and his first date experience? Let's just say it could have gone better. For Ross, for his date, yeah. for Carol. Danielle, you mentioned something about the end of, like, when, yeah, towards he, the end of the episode. Yeah, it was super awkward because he, like, professes his love. Like, I love you. Let's be together. Oh, Put yeah. a pin in it. And it's like, then she's like, take the pin out. No. And then they just move on. Like, you'll find somebody. I'm like, you've been together for nine years. You're like, you'll find somebody. You'll be great. See you later. And, like, that's, like, the end of the episode. I'm like, it's way deeper than that for sure and then if he's like that in love like really shouldn't he be going on dates what do you guys think it was yeah there was something that didn't quite flow about that like put a pin in it no take the pin out that seemed very like clunky yeah but yeah i just think he was defaulting to comfort and i thought she did what she could to like like i like say i understand what you're saying but also I'm a lesbian, and this is never going to happen again. (laughs) Right. So pointing him in the right direction of, like, you are going to find somebody. I know it seems impossible right now. Like, you're in the midst of hurt still. And, yeah, maybe he shouldn't be on a date this quickly. Um, But at the pace of, like, friends in the show and everybody hooking up with everybody all the time and them constantly having a different, like, partner, it just, like, I think the... I think TV can't watch somebody heal from a divorce. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's just true. no time for it yeah. on a comedy sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no time for him to go to therapy and talk about, you know, how deep-seated issues will then transfer into another relationship. So, <laughs> so I thought she'd try to do it in a way that was, like, good, but... Yeah. Yeah. Any additional thoughts? No? No. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, so then the next thing is then panning over to Chandler and Joey and their <laughs> <laughs> double date. Okay, um, a couple of us have asked, like, double date fails. Like, have any of you had any double dates or double blind dates or any combination? Do you guys do that? No. Have you done I've that? I've never had a double date. No. No. So I don't have a double date fail. Okay. I don't know if I have a double date fail because we would just go out with friends and I've never actually been on a blind date. Okay. I tried to get set up for a blind date, but that person never worked out and I was fully okay with that. (laughs) Did you know the person at all? No. Okay. So they just ended up like pre-bailing? Yeah. Like they're like, oh, they're going to reach out to you. And then they never reached out. Yeah. Yeah. But I was fully fine with because i wasn't into it i was just trying to go on a date yeah right i've had one blind date and it was but it wasn't like a double date but it was a blind date but it was actually a really good date but it was one of those like 
we both had a good time in the sense that we like our conversation carried well. We closed down the restaurant. Like it was a good date, but there was nothing there like romantic, like spark wise. So I think we were both, at least I can speak for me. I can't actually speak for him, but I, on my side, I was like, yeah, let's do this again with every intention not to (laughs) but so but it like you couldn't say it was a bad date it was just like there was no chemistry it was good conversation but there's no chemistry yeah but um you danielle mentioned a story about valentine's day boyfriend breakup oh yeah breakup on valentine's day a breakup on v-day sort of so i dated a guy for a hot minute in college And I knew it wasn't going to work out. (laughs) So I decided I'll just go out with him on Valentine's Day and see how it goes. (laughs) I'm going to give him one more shot. A.K.A. I wanted a free meal. (laughs) In college. In college. You want to get a a nice meal. And I knew that I was going to break up with him the whole time. So afterwards, I was already over it. I tried to break up with him, and he just didn't get it. So much so, this is like a while ago when I was in college, he would call my, um, like, my my dorm phone, when we used to have dorm phones back in the day, and I just was like, I can't answer the phone anymore, and he kept calling and calling and calling, and I finally, like, for some reason, I just, like... I don't want to talk to him anymore and like hid in the dorm bathroom. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, like it was over when we went but I still wanted that nice steak. It's right. terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Thinking back, I'm like, why didn't I just break break up with him way earlier? Because I knew in January I was gonna break up with him. Oh, but I held out. For that Valentine's Day for dinner. That, for that Valentine's <laughs> Day dinner. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Have you ever, you mentioned the holidays. You did like New Year's once, I think, right? But you've never had a a breakup? Yeah, like a breakup on Valentine's Um, Day? I don't think I ever did. It wasn't New Year's. It was Christmas. It was like two days before Christmas. What was your best Valentine's date? Um, I know mine. I'll tell it while you guys think. Go for it. Um, This guy, um, he took me out to a very nice restaurant. Um. Where we obviously ate. And then he took me on a helicopter ride around the city. I can't even compare to that. Well, and she wins. <laughs> he was, he was, okay, this is one of those guys where you're like, oh, if there wasn't just that one thing missing, this could, I like, I could, I could sacrifice my life and like, go ahead and marry this guy. <laughs> He's still single? my life. Huh? Is he still single? Oh, no, no, no. He is married with like two kids, I think. He... He worked in the, this is when I lived down in Oklahoma, and he worked in the, um, he was like an oil engineer, Mm. so it was all like oil rigs, and like, so he was like a country boy, it was the cutest thing. You dating a country boy? It was interesting. I I know. He did CrossFit, so he was like, so he's shredded. Okay. He was so attractive. But he was the sweetest, like, most kind-hearted person also. Like, it was the perfect – it was, like, all the things. And he was wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like, check, check, yes. check, check. Like, he wasn't, like – so he just had the money to do that. And so we went on a helicopter ride, and it was wonderful. Wow. If you're out there, you were wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I believe he's not listening to a podcast about friends, but 
You know, honestly, I can't remember any of my Valentine's days. <laughs> and now that I've heard that story, I don't know if I want to. So <laughs> there you go. Do you have traditions on Valentine's Day now that you've been married for three years? Um. Well, we just went to Disney World for our for our anniversary. How was it? Wonderful. Oh, always. Did you? Um, we have a friend. Did you connect with Ben down okay. there? Okay, yeah. yeah. We we have a we have a hookup at Disney. His name's Ben. Yeah, I call him Disney Ben. Disney Ben. Is that how he's in the in your phone? Yes. As Disney Ben, as he should be. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Okay, so then um, at one point, we, very early into the blind date, obviously, like, Chandler's not the biggest fan of this, but somehow Joey, like, ropes him into this plot point, and then we find out it's Janice. Now, is this the first, <laughs> like, oh my god, that happens on the show to this degree? I think she said it before. But I don't think it's as, But it wasn't yeah, as, like, pronounced. Extreme. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're right. So this is the first, like, oh my gosh. It's perfect. Um, but we find out it's Janice. And of course, like, when Chandler and Joey are talking, Chandler's like, okay, so you get the date and I get the hot mess because, like, that's how she's been described, which I think is hilarious <laughs> retroactively when you find out that it's Janice. But can we talk about Chandler's face when he hears her? <laughs> <laughs> like like utter terror like what is happening to me well in the moment where she's like and a red for janice and walks away and joey like kind of nods his head and then they both look at each other and chandler's like janice janice and then she's in the background of course it's just such a funny moment cool and then joey and his date end up wanting to leave which leaves just Chandler and Janice on this date. But they make the best of it. They do. They do. Well, nicely, Joey ends up leaving his credit card with Chandler, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing Joey could ever do. And, like, we know throughout the rest of the seasons that Joey always seems to have issues with money until yeah. he gets his, like, big break. Right. And that, like, Chandler owes him, or he owes Chandler so much money that they, like, kind of half keep track. Like, it's a, it's one of the plot points, like, loosely throughout, you know, all the seasons. Yeah. But the fact that, like, Joey has the credit card that they're going to rack up just makes, it just doesn't seem like it fits. But it works for the, like, for the point. Yeah. So have you ever bought an expensive thing at a restaurant? Like, give me a bottle of this, or I mm. want your most expensive steak. No. No. I'm, I can't do it. No. I like, I'm very like price conscious. Yeah. I can't just like order like the $50 steak if there's a $30 steak on the menu. Right. I'll okay. always choose less. Okay. I feel like yeah. I would have buyer's remorse afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'd be like, why do they just eat like a $50 steak? Oh gosh, but there's a 31 that's just, just good enough. <laughs> but if it's not your money, would you get one? Oh, no, because I'm even worse when it's not my money. Are you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm conscious when it is my money. I'm like, okay, I don't want to spend that much. But yeah. when I know that someone else is like, oh, I got this. Like, my mind is like, I don't want to make them spend that much money. Yeah. So. Ooh. What about you? 
I, I would do the same thing. I would try to honor them. But then they're like, no, get the most expensive thing. And then you feel like that pressure, like, okay, I don't want this, like, crab legs, but I'll get it because you want, <laughs> because you want me to get it. <laughs> you want me to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I try and navigate both. I try and get what I want. And I try to do that outside of price. And I usually end up landing somewhere in the middle anyways. Yeah. I feel like most restaurants have, like, options, like, price-wise when it comes to something. Yeah. So, like, that. Yeah, like, I'll always look at, okay, what is it I actually want? And then is there something similar to that that's not as expensive? Yeah. Or if I, like, if I do want an expensive steak, then maybe I'm not saying, ooh, let's get appetizers and starters and a dessert. Like, maybe I'm just like, okay, if I really do want the steak, then I'm just gonna go without a salad or i'm not yeah. i'm gonna say no we don't need appetizers i'm you know i'm not that starving you know but yeah. it sounds like you had a really fancy guy that you used to go out with that took you on helicopter yeah. dates. did you get fancy food there <laughs> we we did go out to eat at some nice places it wasn't all the time though i mean we'd just as much go to chipotle as we would you know go into a fancy i don't know italian place or whatever but I don't think I've ever been like, give me the most expensive thing on the menu or give me a bottle of anything. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, me neither. Um, okay, Llewellyn, you mentioned Chandler's suits. <laughs> Why do they always look so massive on him? You know what I mean? Like, he looks like a little stick in a giant pile of cloth. Was that, was having like an oversized suit like a thing in oh, the 90s? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was never fitted. I think that so I think that was a style. I think it's just weird because nowadays, like everything is skinny and everything is fitted. Everything. So, like, even men's suits are so tailored to like them, and like, there's even the craze of like having the short pants, yeah, so that you can see the socks, yeah. But like, that was not a thing in no. the '90s. Like, no. I guess I didn't so realize. Baggy. Like, I knew like clothing like outside of work was that way like the big shirts and all of that but i guess i never thought that like suits yeah. were that way because suits to me are like professional and you don't want like oversized is very unkept right and you know so i don't know it just it always throws me i guess i never realized that like i always knew like fashion for women was a thing like obviously because like we have all the you know paris fashion week and all the things but I guess until I realized that um, one of our, like, mutual friends, her husband is was, like, into, like, the short tailored, you know, pants so that his socks could be seen and that he prefers it that way. And that's, like, a style. I was like, oh, I guess, like, men do have styles, too. And then it does change with the times that yeah. one, what once used to be baggy suits is now trim, tailored, everything with skinny ties, not the big ties, like, Things have changed and it reflects in the entire culture, mm -hmm. which is kind of what you just drew attention to really is the yeah. fact that you would think that suits would be different than normal clothes, but yeah. it's actually all in one. Which makes sense. It is just the yeah. fashion of the 90s, which is interesting. One thing that Chandler does that made me just kind of ask a question um, was when he was like good woman and he like snaps at this guy who's like about to serve them like have you guys ever snapped at a waitress do you guys have you ever done that no I haven't your I... face looked like you were about to say yes and I was about to <laughs> we were about to have no, a talk no um, I 
for sure have not done that because that's so rude. Yeah. I maybe have waved. Yeah. The waitress or waiter yeah. down, yeah, 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 but yeah. never like snap at them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll raise my hand and like to like get their draw attention. attention. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hello. Yeah. But not snap. Snapping just seems so abrupt. It's so rude. This one lady did it to me once and I completely ignored her. I was like two feet from her table, but I ignored her. I was like, how dare you snap at me? How dare you snap at <laughs> you me? Would. And it was like a mutual, well, it was like a double snap. She was like, ma'am, ma'am. And I just, I couldn't. I instantly made a decision that I was not going to pacify that kind of behavior. <laughs> I was so hot and angry. Like the host ended up helping her. And I was like. She was like, oh, she just wants some of this. I was like, cool, thanks for grabbing that. And I'm so sorry I left you to deal with her, but I was not going to respond to her snapping. <laughs> oh, that just infuriates me. Never snap at a waitress or a server of any kind. It paid off for for him because he snapped what he thought was a waitress, which was actually a male waiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good woman. <laughs> it's like a dude. So great. Um... So Chandler, when he's when when he orders a bottle and then Janice says each like a bottle each, then he also orders a Rob Roy. Has there ever been like a cocktail that you guys are like, okay, I would never order it on my own, but because it's like on Joey's tab. Like, do you guys have a cocktail like that that maybe you've never personally ordered, but you're like, if someone else were paying for it, then yeah, maybe I'd order one. No. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I probably did at one time, but I, like, I don't even remember. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big drinker, so that probably doesn't help. But even though, yeah, I don't really drink at all, just because how my life goes. But, like, a frozen margarita always looks appealing because it's frozen. Yeah. And yeah. I know myself, and I would, like, drink it like it's a slushy. So right, right. <laughs> just never go down the road. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good point. I'm trying to think of, like, just cocktails or something that, like, I've never tried, nor would I. Or it's super- but, like, if it was a random, like, someone puts it in front of you, and you're like, all right, well, I've always wanted to just try it. I think the most awkward cocktail, because I did work at a restaurant for a while, it's like, you're out at, and it was like a bar, and it's like, hey, can I have a sex on the beach? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. What? Like, can you just order like a craft beer? <laughs> it's like, this isn't enough. It's weird. It's like, you would get that, like, like you're out, like at a club. Right. Not like right. at a, like a family establishment <laughs> restaurant. Okay, so, funny story. I, uh, actually, my very first alcoholic beverage was. <laughs> In Mexico. I was in Mexico. That's so perfect. Did you have to order it? (laughs) No. No, I was on I was on a cruise and I'm just sorry, I'm just thinking about if you didn't know the word sex in Spanish, how do you describe that? You point. (laughs) No. Um, No, I was on a cruise. We point. Oh my gosh, I'm scarred for life. Now I'm just imagining Llewellyn trying to describe what a sex on the beach is to Spanish people. This is great. Okay, but you guys have to remember, I was what is the legal drinking age? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was eighteen. Oh yeah. On a cruise, we were in Cozumel, That's like so funny. On like waiting to yeah. like, re dock our boat or whatever, and 
my cousin and I were like, oh, we've never had like an alcoholic beverage. Like we're legal here. Let's go try it. So we went to like this little, and it, I mean, Cozumel is a tourist town. Yeah. Right. Full of tourists. Yeah. So they know English, so you don't have to like speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, But we like walk up to the sky and it was like in this really tall, like fancy glass, like you would get at. Like oh, Cedar yeah, Point, like, tall like and skinny. really tall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like hands us a um like a menu of all the drinks and show him our IDs. And I'm like going down and I'm like, I have no idea. Like I don't know what I would like. And one of my other cousins that was over 21 was like, Oh, just get something really sugary and you'll like it. I was like, Okay. So I was like, What about this one? And he's like, Yeah, that'd be great. And I think he only wanted me to say it. <laughs> Because who wants to say sex on the beach to some random right. stranger? So, I mean, it was good. I mean, you could have tried, like, anything. Anything. Like, like a Bahama Mama. Literally could have Those tried anything, but I didn't know anything about alcohol. Literally are so like, juice. I'm, like, not juice. even thinking about it back in America, so. Yeah, that's a good one. I used to work for a so time <laughs> at a restaurant when I, worked, when I was down in um, Oklahoma, and I didn't drink at the time. I had had some, like... <laughs> and alcohol we're, we're not friends before I left um and so I was like taking just a break and just wasn't drinking at all and yet the bartenders in this little Mexican restaurant were my manager didn't trust any of them because there had been like some bottles that had gone missing so he stopped scheduling all the bartenders that were like approved to serve like alcohol and, like, move them simply to, like, floor servers. And because I was the one that was, like, not drinking, he was like, you're going to do it. And so, like, I became, like, a bartender. <laughs> wow. And – but it was so – because Mexican restaurants, they're not very complicated when it comes to – like, they don't have grenadine. They don't have, like, all of the mixers and juices that all the other, like, fully – real, like, full bars have. So it was, like, Jack and Cokes vodka sprites and then margarita mix like it was the easiest job ever because even when people would ask like can you make something like that i'd have to be like no we don't have grenadine or this other thing that it takes to make what you're asking for um but it was like a really interesting period in my life where i was like i don't even know what these like drinks really are because like i was in college when i was like really drinking and it was like you were drinking yeah crap beer and shots of I don't know, Bacardi. Like, literally anything you could get. <laughs> literally anything. I, like, literally never paid for a drink in college. I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> I was one of those people. Anyways. So then Chandler goes to break up with Janice again on a Hold different on. holiday. Can we back up just a just a smidge? Yeah. Um. When, <laughs> before they break up, when he's trying to get her to leave and... Monica walks out and notices oh, yeah. Janice and then proceeds to tell every friend. Yeah. And then Joey walks in and then she calls Ross and like just to make sure everybody understands that Chandler and Janice are back together. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> like how rude, but also like hilarious yeah. is that. They definitely want to get like, they want it to be a point of like, this is making fun of you, Chandler. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Janice is clueless to it. She's like, it's a reunion. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're making fun of you, Janice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think they're making fun of Janice or making fun of Chandler for being with Janice? Oh, making fun of Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, the she butt is of the clueless. Jo- she's the butt of the joke. Right. Yeah. She's like, they all love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true. She's very ob- oblivious. 
So then they go downstairs, I guess, and they're in the coffee shop then together. Yeah. Maybe later that morning or something. Like, some of that timeline, I'm like, I don't even know how that works. But yeah. they end up in the coffee shop again. And Chandler breaks, breaks up, up with her, her again. <laughs> On another major holiday. Wasn't it New Year's the first time? Okay. Or Christmas. Wasn't it? I thought she was like, this is the second, like, major holiday he's broken up with her. It was a holiday. Oh, it was New Year's because he didn't have anybody to kiss. Remember, they all made their packs oh, yeah. and then broke up? Yeah. Yeah. So two holidays in a row, Janice gets broken up with. This poor lady. But you had a good point about it. But yeah, her um, her comment to him was like, wasn't what I was expecting, I guess. But she looks at him and she's like, oh, this, like, no, Chandler, like, I don't think you realize that you need me. So this isn't, this isn't goodbye. Or whatever she said. And yeah. then gets up and like walks out and he's like, What what uh come Janice, call me. Come back, call me. <laughs> it was so funny. It's weird because you're like all her points do make sense. Yeah. Like they do find their way back to each other somehow. Mm-hmm. And it is this like really interesting dynamic. Yeah. So we shall see how that transpires throughout the seasons. That's funny. So I guess the last main point is the three girls that are all celebrating Valentine's together and their shenanigans in the apartment. So essentially they decide to have a cleansing ritual that, of course, Phoebe's the one that suggests that. Um, have you guys ever done anything like that? Like, what's your version of a cleansing ritual? I mean, I don't really have a, a cleansing ritual. I've just, like, thrown away all photos. Okay. Mementos. You throw them all away? Yeah. Like in a big box, you just like pile them all up and throw yep. them away? Mm-hmm. Okay. So no sentimental keeps. I mean, for a while, like I had a stuffed animal that one of my boyfriends gave me, so I kept that for a while. Okay. But I eventually threw it away. Like I didn't keep it for that long. Yeah. But no, not really. Okay. Necklaces, everything that they would give me, I threw away. Wow. Good for you. Okay. What about you? I've gotten rid of a lot of things. I'm not very sentimental. No? Okay. But my mom was. So (laughs) I just cleaned out my basement and I was going through, I have like a childhood box that my mom gave me and it's just been going from house to house and it was like, it's falling apart. So I went, I actually opened it up, haven't opened it up in like 15 years and then I found all my ex-boyfriend's photos, like a whole album oh that gosh. she put in there. What? And I was like, oh. it's not a lot of photos. It's like when I went to prom and when I went to dances. So it was like, okay, but also like super awkward. She put it in there. But yeah, most of my ex-husband stuff, like there's no record. They're, they're all gone. Yeah. I didn't burn it. I could have burned it. You could have. You should have burned it. You should have had a cleansing ritual. Yes, definitely. But can we talk about, they put the trash can to burn everything in the middle of their living room. On a wooden table. On a wooden table. Yeah. And like, it's a live fire in a trash can. Like. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But like, they have a perfectly good stoop that they could go out to. Right. But then it wouldn't bring the firemen, but. Yeah, no, that's a good point, though. Like, in order for them to progress the story, they needed to have it inside so that it becomes a thing. But you're right, they could have easily done it outside. Yeah, which would have made more sense. They have a great balcony. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, those firemen were actually really attractive. Yes, yes they Which were. most of the guys that, like, come into episodes, I'm like, meh. But these guys were all three attractive. Mm-hmm. But they end up being the very type of people that they're trying to cleanse from their lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because we see as they leave, the guys are like, did did you guys tell him what, that you were married? He's like, no, my girlfriend doesn't even know. Why would I tell them? I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are such pigs. It's so dumb. But Monica had kept a photo of a guy, a hairy, <laughs> naked man. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, Oh, did you just wanted proof that you dated a guy like that <laughs> or like why would you keep that yeah that is weird and like wait why are you taking i'm thinking this is the 90s so this isn't like you just print it off right right this is like you, you do s- get it developed you, you submit get it, it. Developed, so you submit that film <laughs> which is probably not just one naked photo there's probably more that's a yeah and like ew oh gosh what Back in the day, like, why are you... T- I guess that was a thing, like, taking... I bet you could make a book from, like, grab somebody who used to work as, like, a photo developer oh, and gosh. just be like, tell me stories. Like, it'd be, like, the people of Walmart, but, like, for photo developers. Like, just... Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Man, do you remember those days? Yeah. You send it in, and you have to wait, what, two, three days? Yeah. days to get it back. So she went... <laughs> and got, and got that photo gosh. developed. And got it back. Yeah. A hairy chested man. Very hairy. That looked like he was wearing a sweater. Yeah. I guess I'm I guess I'll circle back because I never answered the question, but I guess I used to keep some things. Most stuff would be thrown I don't know, thrown out or gosh, I don't even know. But, like, over the years, I've gotten less and less sentimental about things. And so even anything that I used to be holding on to from old boyfriends is pretty much, I think it's all gone. But I didn't do it right away. I don't even have my um, my wedding ring anymore for my ex-husband. It's gone. Okay. Gone. Traded in for money? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you did. I didn't get much money because, you know, he was the worst. <laughs> but I got a watch with it. I got, like... I took that money and, like, specifically put it into something new. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that a lot. That's a good cleansing ritual. Yeah. Sell it all and put it into something new. I like that. That's good. Um. Okay, so is that pretty much everything about the girls? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a classic, like, girls' night in, Valentine's Day yep. type theme with the funny element of burning all the ex-boyfriend's things. Um. Okay, so random thoughts. And I had a couple, okay, me and Llewellyn said the same thing. When Joey and Chandler are in the bathroom, Joey is standing so far away from the toilet. Like, in real life, that he wouldn't be sticking out of the toilet. Like, it looks like he's no. he's just standing at the door. And they're but there also, together like girls. Right. Right. But, but also, why does this restaurant not have urinals in the men's bathroom? Yeah, I like, don't know. It's the 90s. It's not the 1800s like urinals are a thing right and in nearly i would assume every men's bathroom there's urinals yeah yeah i don't know it was just a weird bathroom situation i guess unless they just unless here's an option they just wanted to make it awkward for the show Mm. and have joey stick out like that so they had him use the like actual toilet yeah urinal yeah 
No, that makes sense. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just found that very interesting. I was like, he couldn't possibly be reaching the toilet with his pee stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, and then one more question I had for you guys. Um, Benihana's. Have you guys ever been? To an actual Benihana? Yeah. No. Okay, in this show and then in The Office, like, Benihana is, like, the, the like, restaurant to go to for things. And I just don't understand. I've never been. Was it, like, a... Like, was it a 90s, like, nice hibachi? Like, was that new? And then, so Benihana's was, like, the place to go for that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I used to go on Valentine's Day to, like, a hibachi place. Yeah. But not a Benihana's. I think it's just, like, the brand of it. Yeah. I've always been to, like, a sushi place that made it Yeah. hibachi. I wonder if Benihana's, like, started the... Like, allure of having hibachi as, like, a fancy thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not the only show that I was like, oh, like, that's a thing. But, anyways. um, Okay, so, favorite moment of the show. Danielle? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> the morning after. Janice. So, so <laughs> Like, the iconic voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Llewellyn? Um, I first off I love how all of ours are Janice related. Um, <laughs> all of them. Mine was a little more sentimental. Was the the moment when she told Chandler Chandler that he needed her. Mhm. And we already talked about that, so yeah. we don't have to go into it again. Yeah. Mine was also related around Janice. It was more of her return just in the restaurant for the whole thing to be set up and then you don't know until the very last second that she's popping in. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was super, like super clever. So, um, okay. Any episode notes? Any more of those? No. Okay. So Danielle, for you, we yeah. do a couple things with our brand new friends. Yeah. Um, which friend are you? Now, it can be cross gendered because the personalities mm-hmm. of them are so different and so. Like, there's not a girl version of one of the guys. Like, they're all specifically unique. And so, like, you could be, you could have more personality traits of, like, a guy than a girl. So don't let that, like, hinder you. So which friend do you think you are? I think I'm probably the most, like, Monica. Okay. Because I'm more of a rule follower. Mm-hmm. I'm not OCD, but I am more of a rule follower. So I would think I would relate most to Monica. But you, do you guys think I'm something different? Okay, so we don't think that you are a Joey. No. And we also don't think you are like Rachel either. I could see maybe some Phoebe tendencies in the that you're like accepting of people because she is very that is very much her personality. She's accepting of like a lot of different types of people. And I can see you being like compassionate and like empathetic in that sense. So I think you could have like some some hints of Phoebe. But then I also see you as kind of like loyal as well. Like loyal to your people, which is Chandler. You're gonna do a really big cocktail, aren't you? It is. I think you're gonna be our biggest cocktail of people. I should take like a BuzzFeed 
quiz on what you friend's <laughs> character am I, that will tell me the truth. That's so true. Okay. So we think you are like Monica in the organization. Yes. Like detail-oriented, organized. Like you are very much like that. Would you say you're like a Chandler when it comes to like loyalty and stuff? Like, I think I say that about a lot of people because I do think everybody has certain people that they're loyal to. But that doesn't, I guess, necessarily mean that you're like a loyalty person. I I am. I I would be more loyal. Like if I meet you, I'm loyal to you until you break my trust. You automatically get loyalty. Yeah, I feel like you're in another way kind of like Chandler. Like you, you don't just like take people in right from the get-go like you're like okay i want to like i want to be your friend i want to trust you and all that but like it kind of like takes a little bit to like establish so your friends are like true friends yeah it's kind of what i'm trying to get at so yeah when you talk loyalty it's like okay you've developed this trust with these people and like you said if they break that then then it's like hard so no i definitely see that side of Jenner yeah in her so it's almost like she's 33% Monica, 33% Phoebe, 33% Chandler. Wow, it's our biggest cocktail yet. That is. You. You're our first three-person cocktail. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 yeah. Okay, so then who is your favorite friend on the show? Not us. <laughs> <laughs> Which wanna, one of us do you like more? I just want to clarify. <laughs> okay, it's not Ross. Yay! Yay! <laughs> You're welcome. I love Phoebe. Mm, she's so great i mean from just her awkward one-liners and she just kind of comes in and then comes out smelly cats iconic (laughs) her first song where she goes to sing and then doesn't sing just i'm probably it's probably the music because i love music yeah and she just says it how it is so it's not ross Praise the Lord. <laughs> that's our first Phoebe, I think. It's our first non-Ross. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Chandler, because we love Chandler. Right. That's good. I like that. Go Phoebe. Yeah. We approve. Thank you. All right. Well, if you guys want to interact with us or just let us know how we're doing or any notes on the show, um, connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, email. All of them are in the show notes. Connect with us, please. We're begging for more friends. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) Connect. And we will see you next week on the One with Friends podcast.